Don't Call Me Girl Boss is about sharing women small business owners' real, unfiltered, and relatable business journeys in Texas and California. I am your host, Jessica Ray Buck, a small business owner myself. I interview amazing women who share exactly how they got to where they are today. I hope this encourages anyone listening to start a business or get better in the business they are in. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. I'm your host, Jessica, and I have an amazing guest on today. But before I get into that, I just want to give you a little update of what is going on with me and some business things that have come up. I wanted to do a quick little PPP loan update. I was able to apply. I haven't heard back yet. Um, I applied through SBA Complete with my bank. I use Community Commerce in California. My business is in California, so I had to apply there. And I am currently waiting to hear back. I did call them on, I think, Wednesday this week. And um, they told me that there is a huge stack and they are working to get through it and just to be patient. So that's where I am with that. I'm hoping to hear something back hopefully next week. I know a million people, I'm sure, applied. So if you have got a PPP loan already, please DM me and let me know how you did it. Um, I also have upgraded my podcast sound. I hope this is sounding better to you. I upgraded my microphone. I can actually leave in the show notes what microphone I got to podcast on. I got a new computer. I just really stepped up my game. So I hope you appreciate a little bit crisper sound. I am also super exciting. I haven't really talked about it that much, but I am currently searching for a salon in Austin, Texas. I'm not going to share too much about it because it is still so fresh and we are literally just looking for property, but um, I'm excited to share more details, but specifically at this step, I am looking for my ideal salon location in Austin, Texas. And so if you are currently in that situation as well, where you are looking for a spot or, you know, I also just recommend just looking on this website just to see what's out there. Like you may be able to afford something more than you think. I use LoopNet. So go to loopnet.com and you will be able to choose any city and state and have specifics of like lease, buy, all of these things. You can put your square footage, the price that you want to pay. And so that is how I'm finding my property. I was using a commercial real estate broker, but I just honestly feel like they don't work as hard as I do <laughs> in the last episode. I think I talked about my experience with one and it didn't work out. And then I have a new one, but I just feel like they take so long. Like they have so many clients, like no one's going to work harder than me. So I started reaching out to some on my own and I do have a property lookout on Monday, but I wanted to share with you how I'm looking at properties. So at this specific step right now, I am on LoopNet. I am reaching out to the brokers. I'm calling them, figuring out some specifics. Things that I'm asking them is, um, is there triple net? Um, what is the price per square footage? Will they do TI? So that's like tenant improvement. What's the allowance on that? What does the build out look like? So these are all questions that you would be asking who you're calling and they will give you information. So you will see square footage on there. So, um, what I've been finding, it's like 20 to $35 a square foot. Usually sometimes a little bit lower, but if you want a good area, it's going to be like 30 to 35 in Austin, Texas. So, um, just keep that in mind. Um, the process. So I am thinking about getting a business loan. I am not sure 
what I'm going to do with that yet, but um, the things that I'm doing right now currently to to figure out my business thing is my savings, what loans I can get, um, if I want to ask friends and family to help out, do I want to give them a percentage into the salon, or do I just want to borrow money? You know, these are things that you want to think about when starting a salon and really anyone who invests in a business will go through these steps of asking friends and family first. I personally don't want to bring in other owners because in the long run, I know it'll be better if I can just kind of tough it out in the beginning and not have as much money in my savings, but in the long run, I'll make the most money. And I reached out to a friend and he told me that a great way to get a loan is through SBA. So if I do go looking for a business loan, I will start there. So you just go to sba.gov, I think it is. And they have different loan opportunities. And that's where you're going to get low, small interest rates because it's more small business friendly. So those are some things that have been going on. Um, I never received my stimulus check. So I don't know if you have, but I never did. That's pretty much all that's on the agenda. It's my son's second birthday, Saturday. It was already a past after you listen to this episode. I'm recording on a Friday night, but his birthday is tomorrow. It'll be two. And that's pretty much all that's going on with me this week. Just trying to get the salon, property, figuring all that out, a business plan, a name. So many things that are going into it. It's literally starting a new business. And um, I will keep sharing the journey of that with you guys as the property I find comes available or I don't know just things as they pop up but that's what's been going on this week and I'll stop talking about myself and talk about the guest that we have on she is amazing her name is Shiani she owns Cranky Grannies and I actually met her because I was on Facebook and there's this group called Girls New to ATX or Girls New to Austin and I saw her post in there and it was like, hey guys, I just moved um, from New Jersey to Austin. Come try my cinnamon rolls or something like that. And I immediately just was like, ooh, she moved like I did. Like, I want to know this girl. And so um, I reached out to her and followed her and just kind of helped her with some like influencer stuff. And then I actually went to her location and got some cinnamon rolls and they are amazing. And then I was like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And so it kind of just like flowed and now we're friends and she's amazing. And I just love following her journey. And I just think she has so much to offer and she's so freaking young. Like when you hear this episode, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what was I doing at 15? Definitely not what this girl was doing. Well, in my, for me anyway, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, so I'm excited for you to get to know her. She's from New Jersey. Her business is Cranky Grannies. She makes amazing cinnamon rolls. She has a few different flavors. She makes everything from scratch, and she is now in Austin, Texas, up north. So if you are in the Austin, Texas area, I would definitely try it out. And she also does ship. So if you go to her website, crankygrannies.com, you can order some and have some delivered. And when I went to her location, I actually ordered so many of them, like eight. And I froze some of them and just kind of like saved them in there when we wanted a treat. So you can do that as well. And if you use the code on her website, SunlessRay2, you will get $2 off of any of your purchase. So without further ado, here is Shiani.
apart from where I come from uh-huh. um, over in Jersey, but it's, I like it out here, honestly. I haven't really had any, I haven't had any bad situations or anything like that come come about, so I love it out here. Yeah, I I'm think, glad. So, like, my, my, my mindset was, like, I'm probably going to stay here for, like, maybe a year or two, but I could see it easily turning into, like, maybe three to five years. Why do you say probably that? probably going somewhere else. I don't know. I just really like it out here. I feel like it's a lot of growth for me and for the company out here. More, uh, most importantly, uh, so I, well, I think I'm, I'm gonna be out here a little bit longer. Super small business friendly, and I've mm-hmm. like realized that the community is really awesome here. Everyone just really wants to see everyone succeed. Is the vibe I get? Yeah, and that's something else that I noticed as well. Um, because like I've received countless amount of love when I was in Jersey, but you know, it's another thing when you're growing in the place that you're from versus going yeah. somewhere totally different. Like I'm 1700 miles away from where I'm actually from. And I've been making some things move out here. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, well, I, I went I like to it. The same thing in California. I grew up there, you know, in orange County. And then I moved out here a year and a half ago. And I went through the same process, like not knowing literally a single soul out here. And so then mm-hmm. now I have a stronger community here than I ever did in California. And I'm like, how is that possible? I like literally grew up with everyone. Because it's like people that you don't know support you the most is lit. Like this is the, (laughs) it's the perfect example for the both of us. Like people you don't know, even though I didn't know everyone in Jersey who supported me, but you know, you probably heard my name or you probably heard about the business or like the word of mouth was like really, really strong out there. So like to a certain extent, you knew me in a way Um, versus out here. Strangers love to support people they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So where did you grow up? You grew up in New Jersey? Yeah, I grew up in Willowbro, New Jersey. Um, I lived there for 20 years and then I moved out of my mom's house um, and with my girlfriend and we lived over in Lindenwald, New Jersey for about a year, a year and a half. And now we're here in Austin. Okay, how did you, how was it growing up in New Jersey? How is it with small businesses out there? Is it tax friendly, um, not tax friendly? Jersey is probably one of the worst states to do business in, honestly. <laughs> just to be honest, just to be totally honest. And it's even to the extent where um, technically you're not supposed to sell food or bake goods out of your house in New Jersey. Wow. Like that's how strict they are versus here in Texas, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had the opportunity to come out here and sell out of a restaurant. That's why I came. That's part of the reason why I came to Austin specifically. Uh, versus any other part of Texas but um as far as like uh doing business in Jersey it's not not the best honestly um a lot of people don't like doing business in Jersey but you know just that's just where a lot of us are from yeah um so so we we deal with it but um it's kind of like a it is definitely support out there I feel like the support is getting better with people um with small businesses but at the same time, I feel like it can sometimes be a crab in a bucket type of mentality in a way, mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. Yeah. But what did your? It's, it's not that bad. What did your parents do? Uh, as far as job or work, yeah, were they like entrepreneurs, or did you grow up around any of no. that? No, that's the funny thing. Um, so my parents, so my dad, he he's a bus driver. He's worked for SEPTA um for about 26 to 30 or somewhere in that somewhere in that range um my mom she used to work for a doctor so I can't remember exactly what her title was but I I know she used to work (laughs) for a doctor but she uh quit her job when I was in either first or third grade so she could stay home and take care of me instead 
Um, so neither one of them really worked. My mom, like she's done small things. Like she knows how to make like these money dolls. She works, she does things with Mary Kay. But as far as like actually being around other entrepreneurs growing up, that wasn't necessarily a thing. Like that's just not something you've seen around us. Um, you know, everybody has like their side hustles, their side businesses. Like my sisters, they do hair. Um, my sister, she does different, like she does decorating and things like that for events, weddings. But no one who identified themselves as an entrepreneur. Yeah. But money was something I was definitely interested in growing up. Like my mom, uh, she taught me about like saving when I was younger. My dad taught me about supply and demand. So I was that kid selling candy, selling the cookies, juice. I was I was that one <laughs> coming to coming knocking on your door so I could rake your lawn. I was that kid. I was always trying to see how I could yeah make make the next dollar. And my mom taught me about interest at a young age too. So like, say my older sister wanted to borrow twenty dollars. All right, you can borrow this twenty dollars. I'm gonna need twenty five back. I need five dollars interest. So, That's so <laughs> funny. I'm like seven, eight years old talking like this, but yeah. So what was your first paying job? Were you just like selling things? You never got like a real official job or you just like working for yourself? So I say that my first official job was when I was selling candy and things like that in school um, because I shoot, man, I, that's how I got some of my money. <laughs> but um, my actual job, like on paper, um, my first job was at Rita's, Rita's Water Ice. So I worked there actually for like four to five years. Um, so I started off as like um, one of the employees that worked up front making the treats for everyone. And then I worked my way to the back where I was the one actually making the water ice. Is that so where I did you that kind of learned the how to run a kitchen and kind of like the business aspect of things? To a certain extent, yeah, most definitely. Um, the owner, uh, Mr. Harris, he's definitely one of my mentors. So like when I was there, he knew that I had an interest in business because I was in an entrepreneurship class when I was in high school. Um, so he knew I was really interested in it. So sometimes he would show me different things like, all right, look, this is what you, this is like how inventory will look. This is how much your bills can go up to. Like, you know, this isn't, mm -hmm. this isn't something like pretty that you're getting into. Um, so he definitely showed me like the hard truths and, you know, he, he was definitely a, a decent part of my uh, entrepreneurship that I would say most definitely. That's amazing that your high school had a class. My high school didn't. And I didn't even realize I wanted to be a business owner until like, I don't know, it just kind of happened. It wasn't like I had mm -hmm. that mindset. So I wish I did. And I know you're mm -hmm. younger than me. So I wish I had it <laughs> at your age. So like my, so what, what the deal was with that was, so we didn't necessarily have an entrepreneurship, like before I got there, after, you know, like it wasn't like an ongoing thing, something that was like implemented into the school system. It was more so of a thing where an entrepreneur who graduated from the high school about 20 years prior, he wanted to give back, but instead of just donating money to a school, because you never know what happens when you donate money sometimes. Um, instead of donating the money to the school, he wanted to come back and teach us how to be entrepreneurs. And he even made it into like a competition where it's like, okay, the first, I think he said, five or 10 people, whatever it was, whoever won the class, you will win $100,000 to oh, go wow. towards your first business. Plus you will win um, like help from his, because he had a marketing firm, he said as well. Um, I didn't win at all. <laughs> I was in the course three years in a row and I did not win, not one of those years. But 
something I started to notice about myself was whenever you tell me no, or you spill negativity towards me, that makes me want to go do something positive. And, you know, just, I can do this. Like, I don't need your okay that, you know, Siani, you're ready to be a boss. I don't need any of that. I'm going to show you that I can do this. Well, it's Um, like on Shark Tank, you know, the people that don't get the deal, they still are, you know, pursuing it. They're not just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not meant to be a business owner. They're just like, okay, well, that didn't work. You got to keep moving and find where mm-hmm. it does work for you. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I definitely let moments like that be like fuel in the tank. Like, I'm not going to lie. I do get really upset. I, <laughs> I got really upset at first. Like, um, cause like, you know, I'm younger, I'm like 15, 16 years old. So yeah. still trying to learn how to deal with my anger and things like that. So like, what's well, a game changer that money? Like, yeah. that's, huge yeah most definitely and then it's like at that young age here like you're not good enough to be a be what you want to be yet it's kind it can be really um depressing for some but like I said it was like fuel in the tank for me uh at first I would be really upset like I'll probably take it out on my parents don't want to talk to anybody giving everyone attitude but then I start doing some self-reflecting um and this is the exact process it goes in every single time I get mad, I do self-reflection, and I go get it. That's exactly how it goes every <laughs> single time. <laughs> well, there'll be a lot every of people telling you no. I remember when I was working like a corporate job before I started my business, my boss mm-hmm. was like, what are you going to be a spray tan artist? Like, that's what you're going to do. Like, he said it to me like oh, that. Wow. And I was just like, I don't know. I guess not. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, that sticks with me though. Like, I will never forget him saying that. And now it's like, yeah, asshole. I <laughs> spray tan artist. <laughs> and I work for myself but so it's like Uh but it's just funny that those moments are kind of defining yeah they really are and a lot of people don't sometimes I feel like they feel like they're uh deteriorating you at a certain extent because they can't they and their their mind may feel like they can't do it from us from the start but you know for some of us it's fuel it just keeps us going and we hold on to those moments so we have something to look at, like, you know what? So you have those moments, like, fuck, yeah, like, that, you know, exactly. this is my life. This is my life. Yes. And I love my life. Yeah. So, like, I even look at it, like, when people say, like, you're your little business or your side, like, what? This is how I live my life. Uh, well, <laughs> this, I'm a full-time for, entrepreneur. It's hard for people to comprehend sometimes, too, because they just don't understand it or the concept or like, wait, like, that's really what you do all day? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I roll sweet roll for a living. I call myself the sweet roll dealer. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. So out of high school, did you know like you wanted to be a business owner? Like what did you do? So I started fresh out of high school, actually. So um I skipped college, trade school. I didn't do any of that at all. Um at one point college was on my mind, but my co- college was on my mind for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go to college. I'm a party with yeah. girls. I'm gonna do this. I'm. Gonna... It was nothing about school. <laughs> yeah. Like I wasn't thinking about how I'm gonna be on the dean's list. I wasn't thinking about any of that. Any of that. I just wanted to party. I'm like, I'm not about to put myself in debt so I can go party when I can have friends who go to college and I can go to their parties yeah. <laughs> or their dime, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I the funny thing is I never even started doing that I never went to I don't think I've ever been to any college parties I'm 22 now I've never been to a college party none of my friends parties my nieces are in, um one of my nieces one of my nieces go to um DSU 
I was supposed to go to a couple of her parties. Never went to any of them because we're really close to age. She's 20. I'm 22. Mm-hmm. Um, never, never went to any of them. I thought my life was going to be like that, but took a turn when I really noticed that entrepreneurship was what I, I was most seriously going to be about. Cause like I have the mentality of I'm going to work hard now, play later, even though I know later down the line, this drive isn't going anywhere. It's just going to keep on, keep on building. But, um, yeah, fresh out of high school, got straight into the business because I was already doing the market research for about three years, 15 to 18 years old. I was doing the market research. I graduated at 18. Um, so a month after graduating, that's when I went full force with Cranky Grannies because while I was in high school, that last senior year, I was trying to get the paperwork done as far as like the trademark and, um, the logo. I was waiting for that to be finished. So I was just like waiting for the paperwork part, um, at that point. But as soon as all that started coming about and everything started getting in order, I started immediately. Um, I did did my very first event. How did I come up with it? So I was in the entrepreneurship class that I was, um, that I was telling you about. And so how did it go? All right. So there was a, probably about like 15 10 to 15 10 to 15 of us in this class and we were brainstorming one day and he was you know he was he had told me stop giving other people my ideas and take one of mine because like this one girl in the class she was saying how she wanted to do many desserts so I kept giving her ideas like you know what well I kept piggybacking off her idea like oh how about you do many cheesecakes many this many that many cinnamon rolls he's like how about you take one of your own ideas I'm like all right so then we so happened, I think that same week or that same day to watch a video about somebody who created a, a Cinnabon flavored liquor. I'm like, oh, I want to do that too. Wait, I'm only 15. I can't make a liquor because <laughs> how am I going to taste my own product? I'm 15. I got to wait till I'm 21. I refuse to wait till I was 21 um, to even start the process. Um, so I was like, you know what? I, start, I told my chef about it. I was like, chef, I want to make cinnamon rolls. And we just so happened to be messing around with dough around that time because I was in a baking and pastry class. And she just started being on me about it all the time. The other kids in the class were um, working on different things, like learn how to make cupcakes or learn how to make this, learn how to make that. And I was sticking on the cinnamon rolls because I told her how serious I was about it. Um, and even to this day, chefs still send me some, um, send me some sweet rolls. I want to try the sweet rolls just to make sure the consistency is still there and things like that. But um, that's, that's basically how um, Cranky Grannies came about. I was toying around with other ideas for as far as the name. I think I was going to call them um, Honey honey Rolls or something like that. No, no, no. It was be a bee's bun. I was going to call it a bee's bun and have like two cinnamon rolls stuck together. <laughs> um, and like I wanted to do like um, uh, what kind of it's like I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called but um yeah, I, I wanted to do a lot of different things. I wanted to have the cinnamon rolls infused with like jelly and things like that. Some of them like the corner stores. But then like my mind just started, and nothing's wrong with selling anything in a corner store. Cause listen, those are still million dollar, million dollar businesses. But like my mind just started going into other places. I'm, I started thinking more in a, I want it to be like a luxury item or like the Starbucks of cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. The readers of cinnamon rolls essentially. Um, and that's when like all the different flavors started coming about because like I said I was working at Rita's so being there so long and even just being there my first year I've seen how so many different people like different flavors 
not just everybody didn't want mango everybody didn't want cherry everybody didn't want swedish fish everybody wanted something different so i'm like what if i brought a whole bunch of different flavors to my cinnamon rolls too so my first three flavors i started off with was classic caramel apple and mocha and i started to introduce them when i was selling food platters and that's how i was able to afford to pay for the trademark and the logo and things like that because I wasn't getting that money for mommy and daddy at all um which would have been nice <laughs> but they weren't giving it to me um and I never really was the one to ask them to pay for anything that I necessarily wanted to do so like because like even with some of the food players I started that for $50 so essentially Cranky Granny really started from $50 in the dream um and in a heartbreak too <laughs> so so how did you right, end up yeah. coming with cranky grannies? So my granny just so happened to be living with us at, around that time because my grandfather had just passed away. So I think like subconsciously, I kind of like integrated her with, Is I'm she sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, she, she's not, she's not cranky at all. She's the sweetest lady ever. <laughs> she cursed <laughs> a lot, but she's the sweetest lady ever. I promise you all. But I, you know, I just thought it was a play on words, like cranky and sweet. It's just like, and it's very memorable. Very it memorable. Is. Like, I love your business. Like cranky granny, sweet rose. Everybody has something to say about it. Like, hmm, everybody wants to question, why did you come up with that name? Why is this? Why is that? Um, and then, you know, anything that your grandma makes, you know, it's going to be delicious. So, you know, cranky granny, sweet rose are literally the bob.com. Well, you <laughs> so. kind of um, made it broad too. So you can really go into other things later on if you want to. Yeah, and a lot of people try to get me to, but like my mind is so like tunnel vision on the sweet rolls. Um, so more than likely, the sweet rolls are definitely going to stay the main item um, and the only dessert that we offer. But we do plan on getting into like coffee and teas and smoothies, things to go along with your sweet roll. So basically just the accessories of it. Um, but I don't think we plan on bringing anything else like cheesecakes or brownies or anything. Cause I know how to do those things as well, but the cinnamon rolls are, the cinnamon rolls are the one. <laughs> they are so good. I went to your store and I got so many, I got like eight or something because my mother you <laughs> probably like, what the hell is this girl doing? But, um, I froze some and then my mother-in-law was coming into town and I was like, oh, I'll just get a mm -hmm. bunch and freeze them. And they were so good. They loved them. And yeah, they were amazing. Better than Cinnabon for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and yeah. you know, like we even, we even did our market research down to going up to actual Cinnabon locations because um, my mindset with it is, and it's been like this ever since the beginning, that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to be the best at it. So I, I, I was never trying to do my market research on the mom and pop shops. It was Cinnabon, Auntie Anne's, Fro Froyo companies, places like that, that I know are, have the customers that I want. Mm -hmm. So I even went to like different Cinnabon locations, asked like the employees, like, do you guys even like them? And, you know, like, or is it like, um, is it the only option? Like, do you feel like this is your only option other than getting something out of like ShopRite or Acme? Um, which are grocery stores over in Jersey. Um, and that's what one of the guys said. He said, I really don't even like it, but you know, like, well, that's what I want to have when I want a cinnamon roll. So I'm like, all right, perfect. 
So then like, I just started figuring out what are some of the complaints that people are having where I can fill that void. Mm -hmm. That way I can just come and run it with it. <laughs> so, and that was part of, um, that was, that's also helped me come up with my differentiator was going to be to separate me from being called cinnamon. Yeah. And so you say market research, like how important do you think that is? And did you learn that in your entrepreneurship class? Most definitely. Um, so part of the reason why I was doing that market research so long was because I kept going back to the class. Um, and so, you know, since I'm back in the class, I got to keep on going with it. But he most definitely was part of the reason why we started doing, why I started doing the market research and why I found it to be so important to do so. And I stress it to so many other up and coming entrepreneurs or people who already know are um, entrepreneurs, but I feel as though they, or I feel as though they probably haven't done it yet because you need to know the market that you're getting into. How are you gonna be successful with something and you don't even know anything about it? Now, I'm not saying you have to pay all your attention to that business, but at least know what you're getting into. So you can start understanding like your target market um, what, what do these people like? What, what do they want? Um, what don't they like? Because you need to know about the wants as well as the dislikes as well. But you don't know that unless you do your market research. And like I said, even going up to and talking to these places is market research as well. Yeah. So you're basically a baker as well. Like, did you see yourself being a baker or was that just like... Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so I, I always knew I wanted to have a business when I was younger. I didn't know what kind of business, but I most definitely did not think I was going to be a baker of all things. Yeah. Um, I thought I was probably going to come up with like the, the next wheel, the, the next light bulb. Like I thought I was going to invent something. Yeah. And I still plan on inventing something, but I just don't know what yet. <laughs> um, but then like my mindset also started going into, cause like I even have a tattoo dedicated to it, music. I really love music. I was like, you know, what? I want to be an A and R music producer, DJ. Like, I want to go find the talent. Um, I want to get the music out to the people. But Cranky Granny started, yeah, <laughs> and I just haven't stopped. But I still did get this tattoo dedicated to it because music still does go through me. But you know, Cranky Granny's is most definitely number one. Yeah, well, it's like um, the first thing that you decided to do, like spray tanning, like you know, like that's not my be all end all, you know, like I have bigger mm -hmm. goals. That's just kind of like the thing that got me into the door of owning a business and learning everything. And that yeah. brings you to so many different people that you meet and give you ideas or, Hey, let's start something together or let's um, own a huge bakery or, you know, mm -hmm. like there's so many things you can do, or you can become like a, I'm just going to go be a pastry chef now. Like there's so many things that you probably yeah. didn't even think about before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, most definitely um, other things have started coming into my mind, but nothing, none of them have to do with bacon kind of like I'm thinking about like I was making a vision board one time. Um, so I'm in this uh, business group called, well, business organization called Luviona and the owner of it asked me and all the other, um, other all, all the other participants in his organization to make vision boards. And part of my vision board was being up on a, like a huge stage with so many different people in there and just teaching them about entrepreneurship about financial literacy things like that like um I love baking the sweet rolls but my other passions are coming back to what my parents taught me financial literacy 
Um, and just, you know, being your own boss and creating for your own. Because like, I feel like this pandemic was definitely one hell of a lesson to a lot of us that these jobs do not have your back. No, it's been so freaking <laughs> hard. Well, that's what's caused me to start thinking about my spray tan business because it's like, okay, like no one's getting spray tans. No one's going anywhere. <laughs> so it's like you have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so for your recipe, like, how is that? Like, do you have like a secret recipe? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So like I start toying around with making um, the dough that I, that I make because everything's made from scratch, the dough, the glaze, the top and everything. Um, so I started toying around with making the dough when I was in high school. And then like, uh, it was a specific recipe that we found in a book. I'm like, all right, so I want to take this out, but I want to add this in. I'm going to take this other part out. I'm going to add this in. So I just start tweaking it because mm-hmm. like, like 15, I really don't know that much yet. But I'm like, you know what? I can switch some things around because there's some things that I don't like about this. So I started switching some things around about the dough. I'm like, all right, so this is going to be cranky grannies. That other other thing we was playing around with when I was in high school, that's gone. This is this is what we're doing. So pick that apart. And then I start working on a glaze. And I remember this. I was in my mom's house. She hated when I was doing this too. So I was always messing the kitchen up. <laughs> so she hated when I was doing this. But um, I remember I was in the kitchen. I'm like playing around like, they usually do a, like a, just a basic cream cheese glaze. I don't really want to do that. So like, and the way my glaze came up was a complete accident. <laughs> it was, it was a complete accident. Um, so I can't say exactly what I did, but I did a couple of things. I'm like, oh shoot, I wasn't supposed to do that. But then I'll taste it. I was like, this is the glaze. Now, wait, what the heck did I do? And I had to just keep trying it over and over until I got it right again. I'm like, all right, so now this is the glaze. And then, you know, just kept on doing it with, with other things. Like, all right, so now I'm going to start doing the caramel apple, start doing the strawberry, the peach cobbler, and just coming up with my own thing. And um, sometimes when I just see certain things and, like, I just come up with it in my head, like, specifically, like, the peach cobbler, I'm like, all right, look, this is how you make a thickener. This is how you make it this, how you make All right, so just combine all that and, you know, do, wow. do your thing. I'm impressed. I, like, literally started <laughs> baking during COVID because there's nothing else to do. And uh-huh. now I thought I was a baker until talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think, I think I get that from me starting off cooking first because, and that's, that's pretty rare that I've, I've been learning too, as I, I as I grow and I meet new people, like, oh, you know how to cook and you know how to make, like, yeah, I thought that was like normal. If you know how to cook, you know how to bake, you know how to bake, you know how to cook, but I'm learning that that's not normal all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's where it comes from. Cause like, even with like certain foods that I make, um I think about it I look at it I what what's the basic things that I need to go in okay now I'm gonna do my own thing and that's how we're going to do it so that's how a lot of the things come up and that hurts me sometimes because it's like dang now how did I do it now I gotta keep on making it again while you're doing it I know but sometimes I just keep on shaking until the spirit tell me to stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when you first started out um, you get the dough, you get the recipe, you're ready to go. How do you get your business off the ground? Are you giving them to friends? Okay. So the way it started was I was selling food platters because I started selling the food platters when I was 16 or 17. And, and what was the food platter? 
So the food place that I started off selling was like chicken parm, ziti, um, Alfredo. Um, so I started off selling like food, um, ziti, chicken parm, basic things that I knew how to um, Alfredo. Um, and then I slowly started to introduce the sweet rolls. I was selling for like maybe two dollars, three dollars, because like they weren't perfect yet. Because when I first started selling the sweet rolls, they were horrible. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, they they were they were absolutely horrible. But I feel like that was part of the learning process for me so I can get that feedback. And that's why the cost was so low for them as well. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what people like exactly yet. Um, I didn't understand the process of proofing all the way yet. Um, so I was like, all right, this, these are just trial errors. That's trial errors. That's why it was one, two, three dollars. But um, yeah, then after that, once people start liking them and I start getting them into in front of more people and things like that. Then the business just started growing. I did my very first event um, after graduating out of high school. It was in November of 2017. I sold out of all of the sweet rolls. And that's when I knew for a fact that I had something great on my hands and I had to keep on going with it. Um, I was working a job at that time. I think I was working at ShopRite and Rita's. Cause I was the type of person I always had like two to three jobs, even while I was still in high school. So I was doing like school, job, business. Like I always had just a lot going on. I'm the type of person I throw everything on my plate, and that's bad. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's 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 how it went as far as uh, first starting out with the sweet rolls, and when I finally decided like this is going to be it, like I'm going for a horse with cranky grannies. And then, like you said, you sold them. Like, did you literally like bring them with you, and you just had like a bag of them? And were selling them to your friends, or like what? Like, did it really look like selling the first ones? So, like, I would sell them like in containers similar to the ones that I have now, but not exactly those specific containers. Um, I can't remember exactly what the containers look like, but I used to have it on the flyer because I was pretty cool with all the people, like the higher ups in high school. So, like the principals and things like that. And they would normally turn, uh, normally that's not accepted. Like you're not, you're a kid. Why are you selling food platters out of, at your high school? Um, so it wasn't necessarily something that was allowed, but I had a really good relationship with them. So they kind of like turned a blind eye, blind eye to it. Um, so like, I just started putting it on my different flyers with the food platters as well. I'm like, all right, look, I'm selling these cinnamon rolls too. Um, people are like, what is a sweet roll? They didn't know what it was. And like, you know, I started telling them about it. Then they just started getting around the school. More people started getting it. Uh, selling them with the Valentine's Day packs. I would have, because remember, I told you, I knew how to do brownies, cheesecakes, chocolate covered strawberries, things like that. So I'm like, all right. And mind you, this is all from scratch as well. Every, wow. Everything is from scratch. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw these in there too. And then, you know, we just start progressing. And honestly, the the cheesecake cupcakes got a lot of got a lot of praise as well but like I said I wanted to go to sweet route, route instead I think that's it, it was something idea. rare too yeah I'd have never seen someone have a cinnamon roll business yeah <laughs> yeah normally we hear about a, a cupcake business or um mm-hmm. now a chocolate covered strawberry business or and things like that but like the cheese I've yet really popular yeah but I've never seen anyone else necessarily cinnamon rolls and that's yeah that's why I was like this has got to be good I mean it's all she does I mean there's you know there's no other option yep yep 
That's that's the only thing. And it's like I used to do the food still right before I came. Um, I came from Jersey, so I I recently stopped doing food about two months ago. Oh wow! But yeah, and that was part of the income as well. So I had Dean's Cuisines and Cranky Grannies, but I wanted it to be just Cranky Granny, just straight focus on that because I would have those days back in Jersey where it's like, all right, I already have like a hundred something platters I need to get out. I I don't have time to do these sweet rolls anymore. But I was like, Cranky Granny's is my actual business. Dean's Cuisine was just supposed to be the side hustle and it turned into the main one. And I was like, yeah, when I go to Texas, that's out. <laughs> Even though I'm about to sell platters one time out here towards the end of the month, but I was like, yeah, once once I get to Texas, yeah, that's out. So before you moved to Texas, like, what was the business looking like? Were you just baking out of your house or cooking out of mm-hmm. your house and just selling it? Yeah, so I, I still had the website up, but I was selling out of the house at that time. Um, but yeah, I, I was selling out the house. I was doing like the vendor events before the pandemic hit. Um, but then once pandemic hit and I was stuck to just doing it in a house and that's just what it was. You know, the farmer's markets in Austin are amazing. You would do so well at one of those. There's, the I was Mueller thinking one, about it too. <laughs> the Mueller one is insane. Mueller. I was, I go every Sunday. It's called Mueller. So if you look up Mueller farmer's market, mm-hmm. um, that's a really big one. I know it's kind of harder to get into, but, um, there's also the Barton Creek mall farmer's market which I think is a lot easier to get into how but far are they from Austin what how far are they from Austin it's in Austin oh it's in Austin yeah so the Barton Creek Mall yeah, I still gotta find my way around here all I, know, all I know about right now is the domain yeah <laughs> so um Mueller is kind of um it's off the 35 off airport boulevard so it's over that way okay. and then um Barton Creek Mall is more like towards the 360 so it's over there Okay, got you. It's a little bit more west, I guess. But um, yeah, so I would definitely get, you would crush it. Like, especially the Mueller. <laughs> like the Mueller is like the holy grail, I feel like, of Austin farmers markets. That's where you'd want to mm-hmm. get into. But if you had to start somewhere else, like that still b- brings a crowd too. And everyone most has def- money in that area. Like it's a good, nice area. Yeah, and most definitely. So like when I was over in Jersey, I was like so against doing farmers markets um, or flea markets because I feel like everyone was coming there to make a like like trying to bargain like oh I want well you're selling it for this but I want to get it for this I'm like, oh it's not like I that don't want to be I've, in that setting at all I've never bargained with anyone and I would never even think to do that and I don't know anyone else I go with friends and stuff and no one would ever bargain with someone well yeah I think that's the place where we need to try start yeah to you would do so good because they have well, like can't. stuff like that right now but uh-huh. Not not cinnamon rolls, but like desserts and things like that. And is that something that happens like every day or is every it Sunday? Like every, I think it's Saturday Sunday. and Sunday. I'm not sure. I know for sure Sunday. Okay. Okay. I'm going to definitely check that out. Most definitely check that out. Do they have an Instagram and website or just? I think so. If you just typed in Mueller Farmer's Market, I'm sure everything will pop up. Okay. All right, cool. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna definitely look into that. I'm gonna let you know how that goes. Yeah, let me know. We'll, <laughs> we'll be there. I would totally see you. We would buy some. Um, so well, I I'm saw, gonna definitely let you know so you can know exactly where to find us when we get in there. I'm speaking into existence. Yes, definitely. Um, so I saw you also had a food truck, and then you sold it. Well, what happened there? And then, like, what was the thought process behind the food truck? So when I had the food truck, I originally planned on getting it so I could turn it into a sweet roll truck. Um. 
So I had it for about maybe, I got it when I was 20. So when I was when I was 21. So I had it about maybe eight months I had it. Um, but then I decided to sell it because I was moving here to Austin. And when I was speaking to a mechanic, he was just like, there's a possibility that while you're driving this to Austin, this can break down. Gotcha. Now you have a now you have something else on your plate that you gotta worry about because now you gotta either tow it back to Jersey or you gotta tow it all the way to Austin. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, that's gonna be a couple thousand dollars that I cannot afford to put towards that right now when I'm already moving yeah. <laughs> all the way across like away from my comfort zone. Like I can't add that on there too. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just sell the truck and use that money to go towards the next truck or storefront and right now my mindset is on storefront um, why would you like, want to do that versus the truck because the demand for online is is large the demand for online is large so it's like if i try to do all that on a truck it's not going to make any sense for me and it's going to be a whole lot more stress and it's not even going to be enough room either yeah. Um, to do online orders plus my regular orders on the truck. I'm already having a crazy time trying to do it over at Midtown Live, um, doing my online orders and fulfilling the people who are walking in right then and there and the pre-orders and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think most definitely the storefront is going to come first, but I do still want to do a food truck, but it'll come at a later date, most definitely. Yeah. And uh, since there's opportunities like farmers markets, um, it's like I can still I can still make myself mobile if I need to. That's true. Do you have a team that works with you? So right now it's just me and my girlfriend. Okay. So it's just us at the moment, and we just want to you know we're still testing the waters out here in Austin, seeing how everything is going, and then that's when we plan on bringing a couple more people on on the team. Uh, but you know, we're just trying to take everything a little bit slowly, just so we could just most definitely just watch, watch our numbers and not put, not trying to, let me see. All right. So I made a post most about maybe two weeks or two, three weeks ago. And it was basically saying how too many people want to be the big boss too quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be the big boss too quick because I don't want to be that person that made it too quick and I went low too quick too at the same time yeah um, so I'm taking my time trying to see where I can watch my numbers trying to learn everything at the pace that I need to and then that's when we start bringing more people on because I would hate to bring someone on and then have to get rid of them once we figure out that we can't keep them yet or I can't properly train them yet so yeah and then how did the midtown thing how did that connection even happen so the guy, uh, Levi Lawrence of Alluvioni, he, his father-in-law owns Midtown Live. And he introduced me uh, to him when I came to visit out here in Texas in January of 2020. Um, we hit it off, had a great conversation. And that's how I basically got integrated with Midtown Live. He said, all right, once you come to Midtown Live, once you come to Texas, um, we'll get something going. And then how does that partnership work? You just get access to the whole kitchen or? Well, so I share the kitchen with someone else. Uh, So they do have people there that sell uh, food as well because it's a restaurant and a bar. Mm -hmm. So they, I'm I'm basically sharing the kitchen with someone else. Yeah. 
Okay. That's awesome that you found that connection. Yeah. And then how is shipping going? Like how many orders is a lot? Like how, is that why you're only open a certain amount of days during the week so that you can fulfill all the orders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the shipping orders, they come in pretty crazy. <laughs> they, they come in pretty nuts. Um, right now we're probably just doing like maybe a minimum of a hundred orders of, of online orders a month besides what we do in store as well. So, mm-hmm. and that's just a, a hundred people individually because you do have those people that are getting one, two, three, four. I think we had one person get, cause I think he had a pregnant wife. Uh, she got like eight. He, he <laughs> like had eight me, I'm like the pregnant rolls. lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had eight packs of sweet rolls. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so it's not just a hundred packs of sweet rolls we're shipping out every month. It's hundred different people minimum that we're shipping out to um that we're that we're that we're doing really really uh really good and consistent with right now um and that that's why I think we definitely gotta do that storefront first yeah are you currently looking for spots yes we are we are we're actually um we're actually taking interest in locations like the domain not just the domain but locations pretty similar to the domain that have that that they have a lot of foot traffic yeah because we we do a pretty decent job on social media but we know social media isn't the only place that we can make our earnings from as well we know mm-hmm. that it can be that foot traffic that doesn't that don't know us from a campaign don't know us from facebook instagram um haven't heard about us but will definitely see us and love the product if we're right there in front of your faces yeah um how did you build your social media platform because you do have a decent amount of following so I built it through, so I had help from, uh, his name is the doctor that we're on social media. He's the owner of Ella, Ella Shoes, and he had a consultation with him about two years ago. Yeah, and I, like, he's just helped me over time. Like, he taught me about, like, um like how to make memes how to do this how to like to get the um the attention of people don't do this don't do that so um I give a lot of credit to him on how I started to learn like just the game of social media keeping up with the different things that they have like the reels man the the IGTVs when that was big um so that that's that's how I did it and but I give a lot of credit to him and me doing the memes the memes are the ones that really make things go viral. So yeah, um, which which I have a couple of times. I think that's how my my social media has gotten to the point where it's at. But I still don't even think it's at a good point yet. <laughs> I look at it like, oh man, we got sixteen point seven k. That's all I reached. <laughs> no, well, but, it's, uh, it's going to yeah. continue growing. Um, of course, of course, it's, and it's it's definitely grown since I've been out here as well. Yeah, I think I think when I first started following you, you were at like 10k or something. You've grown like a lot in the last. <laughs> I was like, I think you've I know, grown I'm, a I'm, lot. <laughs> I'm sounding ungrateful. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not. It's just I talk to like influencers a lot, and like they're always uh-huh. talking about their following, and like so I'm probably just used to that in my mind. Yeah, it is. You know, it's not even about the number of followers. I just feel like it's just it's it's like the it's the impact I have when more followers come because it's not, 
it's not only just the more orders I get when more followers come, but the more inspiring I can be to more people mm-hmm. now. Because, like, I always have people contacting me trying to ask me for advice and, oh, see, I need your inspiration or, like, uh, you know, I want my daughter to be like you. I want you, my son to be like you or, like, things like that. And it's like, that's really dope to have people saying those or feeling like they could come from me for some sort of direction and I can help their lives or inspire their lives for them to do better for themselves too because sometimes you just need to see that representation and I'm big on that as well um I feel like that the representation from me being female me being black me being a part of LGBT uh me being young is crap (laughs) um can be really really inspiring to so many people and I can connect with so many different people too yeah well what's inspiring to me about your story is how freaking young you started like in high school (laughs) I was getting like wasted and like that was like all I was doing (laughs) and throwing parties like literally like that was what was on my mind so it's just like crazy the different mindset so I'm gonna be honest part of me not doing all of those things was the fact that my mom used to take my phone all the time (laughs) so if I got in any bit of trouble Oh, I would go and get phones behind their back. That's what I ended up doing too. And then she 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 got my ass one time. Mind you, I'm paying my I'm off her phone bill. I'm off her phone plan. And one day, I don't know what I did. She still took my phone. I was like, yeah, no, this is <laughs> this isn't nah. it. I'm gonna just stay out of trouble so I can keep my stuff. That's true. Uh, okay, so one of the big things that I also saw is that you got featured in Forbes, which is super amazing. Congratulations. Thank How you. did that come about? So it's funny because I didn't even know I was featured in Forbes until like three days later. Um, so I seen it pop up on my social media. Somebody tagged me in something. I'm like, I'm at the, I'm at Midtown Live Zone, so I'm working, so I'm not really paying attention to my phone. I'm like, all right, somebody probably tagging me in something so they could win something. You know, tag two, three people, and yeah. you win, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, so I just went off of it. So then three days later, I see the same post come up again. I'm like, all right, what is this? Like, let me actually look at it. And I start reading it. It was somebody thanking uh, the person who wrote the, the article. Like, what are they talking about? Why why do these people keep tagging me in this stuff? <laughs> like, why do I care about it? Why are you tagging me? So then I go click on the link and I'm reading it. It says seven black businesses to support this Black Friday. And I'm reading, I'm like, okay, congratulations, to these people. Why do they still keep tagging me? And so I keep on scrolling. I see Cranky Granny's tweet room. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Cranky Granny's is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was so mellow about the I guess the accomplishment because like I'm just like a really like laid back person anyway so when I say I'm like, oh snap I'm in Forbes and then like, I just kept on with my day like um I was I knew it was definitely a big deal because I know about Forbes I'm like man I want to be 30 under 30 one day um and I was saying this even before um like the the article had came out about oh man one day I'm gonna be in the 30 under 30 um but when I seen it, I was just like man like, I just got so many other things on my mind right now I can't just focus in on this specifically I remember I got on the phone my uh with Levi that day and he was talking to me about something else and I didn't even mention the fours mind you this is the day I found out I found out probably like 10 minutes ago I posted it on social media and everything I didn't he didn't see it yet though I didn't say anything about it 
his wife says something to him when we get off the phone. He's like, he called me back. He's like, you in Forbes? I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I'm in there. He's like, what? You acting like you ain't do nothing. I'm like, oh man, like yeah, how did that? How did they see your business? <laughs> Was there someone that came in and tried it, or do you know how that came about? Honestly, I think the I think the writer was just following me on social media for a while. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I think she was just following me on social media for a while, and I guess just seeing if I was consistent um, with with the business. I never actually asked her why she chose me. I was always curious, but I didn't know if that was going to be like a rude question to ask. Like, <laughs> so like, I just, hey, I, I want to send did. you some sweet rolls for p- featuring me. By the way, why the heck did you? You know, like I need to know. So I. So the thing is, I did send her some sweet rose too after she had did it, but I just still never thought like, you know, she only asked. I know. I probably would feel like that too. <laughs> um, okay. So you're featured in Forbes. How did that go? Did you see a spike in sales? I I did see a spike in sales around that time, but I didn't really um, relate it to the Forbes until I seen the Forbes. Because remember, I seen it three days later. Mm-hmm. So like I seen more orders coming in, but I'm like, you know, like more oh, people yeah. just seeing me. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, this is why I'm getting more orders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, de- I definitely did see a spike in orders, spike in social media too. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Even though I don't feel like I took as much advantage of the accomplishment on social media as I could have to scale it, but yeah, it, it was still it was still a pretty good, pretty good time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so how is it like, like baking as much as you do? Do you get over it? Like, how is that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's be I do. Because especially well, when I got thing out over there, and over. Yeah. And it, I don't know, but people, I don't think people understand like that can really just like any other thing that repetitive motion takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. So like, it's especially when I got out here, because within that first weekend of us being here, that first like three days, we sold over 500 sweet rolls. So, wow. um, yeah, j- just in those first two, what what was it? Two or three days we were open? Yeah, those first three days, we sold over 500 sweet rolls between uh, retail and online orders. Wow. So, um that repetitive motion is one heck of a thing, even now still. Um, but I do get over it. I'm just like, man, I can't wait till I can hire somebody else to do this so I can stop. Yeah, but, that's gotta be hard. Like, I want to do it on a smaller scale for, like, family events. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do that anymore. It's crazy. Granny Sweet Rose is, like, really a thing now. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely do get tired of it sometimes. But I love it at the same time. Like, I'm just always curious on how I can, like, there are already great, but like, I'm just like, all right, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, my life is literally clicking right <laughs> it, it's literally, And it's hard to balance it with like my personal relationships, like not even just intimate, but like family relationships, friendships, because everything is cranky granny. Yeah. Everything. What would you tell to someone who wants to get into like the food business? Do your market research yeah <laughs> that that's my number one thing for anything I don't care what industry you're getting in I don't care if you, you you're deciding you want to go to college to be a lawyer a doctor a baker whatever the case is do your market research that's that's like my one piece of advice I give to everyone 
and to just do everything that you want to do for you like um not for anybody else yeah that's a good tip um have you thought about going to be like culinary school or being a pastry chef or anything like that I did at one point um but then so I was thinking about it at one point I was looking at Johnson Wells looking like the art institution but I stumbled upon this one school um I can't remember the name of the school but I stumbled upon this one school and it was and I was reading the, the description for it and it was saying how they'll put me in a restaurant to work alongside a chef and I have to pay them I was like that doesn't make any sense you're like I'll just I'm gonna pay job. you to that's and that's exactly what I did I was like why am I paying you yeah, like, <laughs> for me uh, to do work for you when I could just go get a job and I could learn all this stuff on my own? Yeah. So I ended up going uh, to get an interview. I got an interview at this uh, restaurant called Yard House. Um, and mind you, I'm fresh out of high school, 18 years old. I had crazy grannies, but it wasn't my full-time thing yet. Uh, even though I let them know, like, I, I have a cinnamon roll business. Like, this is my number one thing, but it wasn't, like, my number one, like, income type of thing yet. Uh, so I, I started working there, and, like, I started to just, like, I guess, get better at my craft mm-hmm. as far as cooking, though. Because, remember, I was selling food fads when I was in high school mm-hmm. um, going into that. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, yeah, no, college is out when I, I'm seeing things like this where I got to pay you teach me when I can go get a job myself <laughs> yeah that is weird I get that but sometimes I do think about it like man I I, I kind of do want to go to school just so I can you know just learn more but it wouldn't necessarily be for cranky grains it would just be because I just feel like doing it because I like to cook yeah but then I also start thinking about like I don't want to work for anyone like I don't want to be anyone's private chef I don't like I like to cook I like to you know do things like that, but I don't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on anybody, anybody else's watch. So um, if I ever do decide to go to school for culinary, that's literally just going to because, be because I just want to have fun doing it. Yeah. Like, it's because I want to do it. Like not because I need it so I can get this job or to do, like, it's just because I want, I, I'm bored. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what, um, like, I know you said someone helped you with your social media, but um, what is like a number one social media tip you would give to someone? The number one social media tip that I would give to someone is just staying consistent, staying consistent with your your posting um, and not posting the same type of thing all the time, but looking at your analytics, well, your, your insights on there and seeing what people like but not doing that same exact thing because people will get tired of seeing the same exact thing all the time but you know doing something similar to it uh, but yeah just definitely take a look at those insights and then how did you people are interesting how do you think you grew so fast in austin did you were you already like building a little bit more of momentum before you came uh a bit um so probably a month as soon as I found out that I was as soon as I found out that I got approved to move <laughs> into my apartment I posted I was going to be moving to um, Austin so like I started looking at different uh, social media pages for like Austin like different food places restaurants 
farmers markets. Um, uh, I didn't really think about looking at influencers because I was like, we don't really have any influencers in Jersey, so it wasn't something that like was like the first thing that popped into my mind. Um, but like I just started looking at different pages that had a large following for either Austin or just Texas in general and start getting in contact with them, getting shout outs from those pages um, with the memes that I already had. And that's that's kind of how that went. And then you introduced me to the the thought of having influencers too. How's so, that going? It's going great. <laughs> really? It's going great. I, I absolutely love it. It's a, it's a world that I didn't think about getting into. Yeah. It's, it's most definitely a world I didn't even think about getting into. Um, but I'm definitely glad I did get into it. Um, Have you been reaching out and getting like good responses and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they love them. They love them. Um, and I'll even be doing some work with a couple of them coming coming up sometime soon. Um, for brand ambassadors. So, so I was like, all right, you know that that'll be a good thing for not only cranky grannies to get some exposure, but for them to get exposure too because what they're doing is great and they came out and helped me the way they did I I gotta do something like Mm -hmm. something that could also help them out as well whether it be financially or like just getting them more exposure with followers too I don't have the most in the world but you know something something (laughs) something definitely does add to add to it to what they have because like I said the the people that you told me about they are absolutely awesome I, I literally love them <laughs> I'm so yeah, I, I really appreciate out. you for introducing me to this world yeah yeah it's great because I when I came here like I knew no influencers out here and so I had to find them all myself and it was very difficult well once mm-hmm. you find one it's kind of like you can find them all because they all follow each other but um, yeah I didn't even realize that's- that were like a big thing out here until like I got here and I'm like oh shit so over in California they don't really have like uh they like, do it's, but it's like LA Orange County you know so it's like of course mm-hmm. everyone's like wants to live there you know but I didn't realize Austin had like such a tight-knit influencer group either and they're even better influencers than California to be honest mm-hmm. and that's because they're so supportive like they're like so small business friendly and um it's not so like catty if that makes sense it's very just genuine <laughs> no yeah of course I'm gonna help you out like I want to see you do well I love your, what you're offering. Like, yeah, like, duh, I'll help you. That's more of like the mindset here. Yeah. The engagement is definitely crazy too, because like, I even see some of them, like they may not even have as many followers, but they'll have like the engagement. is crazy. Like they had 20, 30, 40 comments. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And some influencers are better than others, you know, not like as people, but just like the way that their social media is and the gate engagement and stuff. And so the list I sent you was kind of like all the good, like the ones that get really high conversion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Um, and even, even with, uh, having some of the influencers come by, I feel as though we definitely got a spike in in sales with them as well. So that was definitely a a great time having them come by. And they were all so friendly. Like Mm -hmm. people here in Texas, y'all are some friendly people. I know. (laughs) Well, it makes you want to be friendly. And that they just kind of like keeps going on and on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I, like I said, I love it out here. I love the people out here. I love 
no, I can't say all the food in Texas yet, but I love the people. I love the places that that's out here and how many small businesses there is. is yeah. Ridiculous. Cause it's so much land though, too. So it's just like somebody able to find somewhere to put their business. So, yeah. And Austin's just the Mecca for it. There's just so much going on. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I'm so glad you came on. I'm so excited to see what you do. Where do you see your business in a few years? Just having one space or what is it? So within the next, within the next five years, I plan on having at least two to three Cranky Grannies locations. Our long-term goal is to have at least one Cranky Grannies in each state, at least. Um, but our short-term goal is to have at least two to three within the next five to five to six years. In Austin and New Jersey, would you open one there? Over in Jersey, I would open one in Jersey, only because it's like my home state, and I know the people there definitely love the sweet rolls still. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them were upset when they learned that we were moving. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah they, they were definitely upset. Um, I told them that we'll still be shipping. And we have those, we still do have people over in Jersey that are showing a lot of love and still are uh, getting their orders. But I know it's nothing like getting it fresh out of the oven, how they were able to before. So, how yeah, really we would definitely have one over there. Um, for shipping, how do you ship them? Is it frozen? So we freeze them and then we ship them out. Yeah. Do you have to keep them on ice or anything? No. So since this dough is really, it's not as, it's not dangerous. Like you would be shipping actual food. Okay. Um, because like sugar is like a natural preserve and it's a whole lot of sugar, in those cereal, especially wow. in the glaze. Um, so but yeah it's it's, it's well that makes it easy I was always wondering because that cost could get up really high really fast and it does I remember uh one of our highest ship outs was the ship just the shipping was what 28 dollars wow yeah 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 (laughs) the shipping usually ranges anywhere between 15 to like 21 dollars wow Do you guys but, you use know. like a platform like um, Shopify? Do you guys use Shopify? Yeah, we use Shopify. Okay. We were using Wix at one point, but then we transferred over to Shopify. We love it on Shopify right now. Yeah, I did Wix. Even though we're starting to hear about Square now too. I didn't even know Square had a website platform until probably two weeks well, ago. Well, Shopify is like the mega one. Like um, this mm-hmm. is probably this is like a terrible example but like kylie jenner is on her makeup brands on shopify you know like i know jeffree star is too yeah exactly so um it's a reliable platform like if and it integrates with um instagram Mm -hmm. which is nice yeah it does it integrates with instagram and facebook well yeah so you can have like the shop button which is which is why i first switched from wix to shopify because i needed that little button i'm like damn it that little button so much work for that (laughs) that's exactly why we switched over too so it it wasn't horrible over on wix and honestly like some of the templates were like a lot more easier oh so much easier because you didn't have to integrate all the different apps like you do on shopify but like having it pair up with your Instagram was like something that we needed. Yeah. Did you design your own website? Yeah. Well, the Shopify one, yeah. When we was over on Wix, um, I had my photographer design it because he did like graphic design work as well. But then once we switched over to Shopify, I've been doing everything on there now. Yeah. There is an app. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Gem Pages. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of it yet. 
it's GEM pages and it's like a extension you can get for Shopify. And it's like, you can download it and it's like 30 bucks a month or something, but I'll just download mm-hmm. it here and there. I don't keep repaying it, but I can literally go in and design every page. Like drag really? and drop like you would with Wix. And it's called Gem Pages. Yes, look it up. It, it's a Listen, game. you drop all gems every <laughs> anytime, anytime I speak to you or even just scrolling on your social media, you're dropping all gems. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, it's just like, that's like my favorite thing to tell people on Shopify because it's such a pain in the ass. So I want to, I like love it to is. tell people. Well, listen, I'm definitely going to be using it because I thought it, I thought I was just slow or something. I didn't know. No, what was wrong. like you have to be like, like a coder to do like the homepage and like is the easiest page, but the other pages, it's like, you can't do anything at all. Yeah. So I, I promise you, I thought it was just me. I was like, all right, I just don't know how to use technology or something. No, but it is. Now that I got confirmation that other people have this problem. Now I know that it's an app that I can put in. Yeah. So go to the app store. Do you know, do you know how to do that? There's like the little apps that you can download. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So gem pages and like, literally you have, if there's a $15 one and a $35 one, do the $35 one so that you can do the product Mm -hmm. pages and you can go there, just make it the default. And then you can literally drag and drop and have so many different customizations. And then they have layouts too. So you can plug that in. Got it. Perfect. Cause I've been trying to fix, cause the website is already good. We just um, redesigned it again. But I'm like, it's something more that we can do. Like, I want to design, I want to design the different pages too. But I know. didn't know how to do it. Now I know how to do it. And you don't now have to pay someone. <laughs> that, that stuff is expensive, and I'm not paying. Very expensive. Yeah. I know that that kind of stuff can run up as far as like five to ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Page <laughs> thirty bucks. I'm telling you. <laughs> Shopify is killing the game. Yeah. They are killing the game yeah, and are. it sucks because they're taking so much money out of people like the graphic designers pockets, but it's making it so much easier for a small business owner. Yeah. Cause it's like a small change too. It's like, I'm not going to go pay someone $500 to change something. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Like I've never paid a web designer. I probably should have at some point, but yeah. <laughs> I actually had a, a girl in Austin. I had her audit my website. So I think that is what's cool. So she went through and told me things that I can change to make converting, like what's more sales driven. And I thought that was pretty valuable. Okay. And that's the only thing I've ever paid for it with website design. And she actually helped me like make my website more like, okay, that's going to actually get me a sale or more education based, if that makes sense. Hmm. Well, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind you send me over. To yeah, her. I'll send you her profile. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm so happy to help you and so happy to see you doing so well. Well, I definitely appreciate all the help too. It, it was so different. I was because I, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, why do, why do people want to help me? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was just like, because it it was you and a couple other people. I was like, why do people want to help me? They don't even know me. But I loved, listening. I remember seeing you on the Facebook group. I think, yeah, it was like, I don't even know what Facebook group Girl, was. Was it Girls New to Austin? Yeah, the Girls New to Austin group. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, she took the same risk I did. Like, I want to help her. And that's like why. <laughs> I was like, I love people who take like big risks. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to DM her because that's so cool. Well, I, yeah, listen, I definitely appreciate it. And, I, and honestly, I can't wait until I can do it for the next person. And then they can do it and it just keeps on yeah, being like a snowball. Yeah, it keeps on going. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
but mm-hmm. I, I most definitely appreciate getting on this call with you as well. This was, this was really dope. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you made the time to come on and I learned a lot as well. And I'm just excited to keep following your journey and see the next Forbes article. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. The next one is going to be 30 under 30. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I got eight years to do it. 30 That's under amazing. 30. Well, I'll be watching for it. It'll happen. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'll come to your store soon and get some more. <laughs> All right. Awesome. You got to try the, one of the new flavors of churro sweet roll. Ooh. Have to try the churro sweet roll. I have the biggest sweet tooth ever. So yeah, whatever you say, I'll, I'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely see you soon then. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.